Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hey, beautiful human. I'm sending you love. I'm sending your family love. I'm sending your friends love. And uh, I'm ready to hang out. I think Dan is here. Hi, everybody. Oh, you're so big. You're right over my face. Rick Dog Sanchez is here, oh. too. Hola. We are getting ready to talk to AJR. Three incredible human beings. Their latest album is called Neo Theater. Totally deserves your ear if you haven't listened, but you probably have because it's a great album and it's pretty big. Uh, also, they have a tour coming up this summer with Quinn 92, Hobo Johnson, and Ash. Hopefully. They have another single out called Bang. I want to dive into that with them. I'm just excited to see their face. Oh, I forgot to tell you, today's conversation is brought to you by Total Wireless. Total Wireless, little confidence. There's never been a better time to make the move. Well, Hello? Yeah. <laughs> We're busy. Uh, I get it. <laughs> Priorities. Hi, everybody. What's up, guys? Uh, you Look at that apartment. Let me see you. Oh, you want to see? You want to take the tour? The whole tour will take about 15 seconds because we live in New York City. Show us your grip. We got the we got the living room and Ryan's contribution, which is the moss squares on the wall. Nice. I believe that yeah. was his contribution, but like artistically directed by a, uh, a some somebody else. Also, my what, favorite. What? Talking about Oh yeah, Zach was here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You were you were you saw them in person. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the moss. It's a great oh, it's a great a piece. A little weird that Dan doesn't have moss behind him, but I, w I won't take it as an insult. But okay. I have about nothing behind me. I, I was saying those walls are you. You could easily be in an insane asylum. Like, <laughs> do you guys? Do you want to? Do wait. I live in a studio. Do you want to see my apartment? I, I need you to show us the show us. Oh goodness. There's nothing. One plant. I have, I have a couple of plants and a random <laughs> red and a random red chair. One lawn chair. Wait, wait. Facing outside. Why is it facing outward like you're 100 years old? <laughs> oh, because I have to look. I, that's where the sunshine is. I sit out there and it's on the balcony. You, why did you go outside? Because that's not good for my skin. Oh, uh, okay. That's uh, a good reason. That was a stupid okay. thing to say. <laughs> that was that was dumb. Okay. We've all calmed down. Well, okay. Adam, you look you look the manliest I've ever seen you. And also, you are just a crusader for this planet. I've been reading article after article and all the work you've been doing for Earth Day. Also, spreading the word on recyclable Legos. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been really amazing, and I'm so excited that Legos are actually now recyclable, so we can throw them away. That's what the song was about. We didn't want them to throw away <laughs> Legos because they weren't recyclable. It's all a message. But now they can throw Legos away. Yep. <laughs> can you tell me, I mean, obviously we should be passionate about the Earth for many, many reasons, but I think the cool thing is, and, and the one thing that I've noticed is, like, you've been able to develop this side of AJR that is very proactive as it relates to, I don't know, things that matter, like the climate and the world so can you just brief me on like what your fuel is to keep that fight going and to keep spreading that word yeah absolutely i mean we see so many people our age younger older and they're all looking for something to get involved in i mean now you have so much access with social media to like get causes out there and people are looking for something to kind of grab onto and for me i've been in school for the last 10 years i mean we've talked about this i've I've stayed in school while we've been on tour. I did my master's from the back of the tour bus. And now I'm a year away from finishing my PhD in human rights and sustainability. And so it's always been a passion of mine. And so as many of these people around the world that want to fight for something, I say fight for the climate because there's so many small actions that you can do. I mean, removing single-use plastics, planting trees. I mean, even unplugging your computer when it hits 100%, that small action 
will end up convincing more and more people, more businesses, more politicians to make real systemic change. It's a real example of what one tiny action can influence the entire planet. So, yeah. We're talking about easy stuff, too. We're talking about very basic things that you can do. And the truth is, you can try to tackle a ton of different issues, but none of those issues matter if we don't have a planet for those issues to take place on, right? If, if they're like, the kind of Earth is kind of number one. Yeah, um, I think that there's no no cause more of an emergency, more urgent and more important than that right now. So that's what we really need to get behind. Yeah. Yeah. And most people, I don't know if everyone's old enough, but the number one thing you can do right now is go out and vote and vote green and vote sustainable, the people who are going to support those kind of causes. Democracy rules. You got to use the Both. system to break the system. I was going to say, vote Team Edward. What? That's not even a little bit what we're talking about. Isn't that what we're talking about? No. We're always talking about Twilight. <laughs> I understand I your say, reference. At this point in the interview, I've probably spoken more than in the history of the Zack Snyder <laughs> interview. <laughs> yeah, you have. You guys ever go to the comments of the AJR Zack saying interviews like Adam talks at forty two nineteen. It's like from forty two nineteen to forty two twenty one. You know, <laughs> when Dan's fixing his microphone, Adam goes, "Thank you," and like that's that's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, okay, I want to talk about at home life because one, Ryan, I saw you in the middle of the night. It looked like the middle of the night. You were in a kitchen that wasn't your, maybe it was your kitchen now, wasn't your kitchen, but you wrote a song or you were in the process of writing a song. Yeah. 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 We've been writing a ton. That was uh, in Brooklyn. I was at my girlfriend's house, but we, so right now we were supposed to be, in, were we still supposed to be in South America at this point? No, I think we were just like, just gotten back. Okay. We would have just gotten back from South America doing Lollapalooza, like all, all across South America. So obviously that didn't happen. So the moment that got postponed, we kind of switched frame of minds because it's it's hard for us to be on tour and write at the same time. They're like totally different headspaces for us. Um, one is very structural, you know. Okay, go to the dressing room. Okay, now it's sound check. You're you're a little you become a little you, bit of you hold a schedule. You have to be, it's regimented. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's kind of hard to be outside the box and creative in that situation. So they're totally different frames of mind. And so as soon as we found out we okay we're not going to be in South America, something kind of clicked and we got super inspired to start writing. Um, and so we've been writing like basically every day for us, for other artists, like the crea- uh, creativity has been flowing. What, so, okay. What stimulates or starts that creativity? Is it the fact that you have pent up energy that you were expecting to be using elsewhere and now you're not? Is it the reality that we're all facing? It's probably more so the, the latter, the reality. You, so like essentially what, what me and Ryan do, this is really unusual for us because basically every other band sits down in a room and says, let's write a song today, you know? And and we've literally never done that as a band. Every idea that we've ever put out in a song has come from us walking down the street or watching a movie. And then we, something sparks and we have to get home and write it. We wait, can I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, we, we were watching a Zach Zang interview. I want to say with like, maybe with Madison beer or something. And she said, maybe it wasn't Madison beer. I forget who, but she said the phrase, wow, I'm not crazy. She, she was like, oh, wow, I'm not crazy. And we were like, oh, my Jesus, that would be a great song title. And we ended up writing the song, wow, I'm not crazy. So that, that's how it can spark at any moment. So we'll have lawyers settle that whole yeah. thing. <laughs> totally. But I, know, I know Dan just opened up on his safari, okay, like legally. <laughs> I'm, I want to figure out who exactly said that. That's what I'm going to start looking up. I, I think it, it might have been Madison Beer, I think. Maybe Sabrina yeah. Carpenter? I, I'm, 
What one? Uh, I, I think, I, yeah, I, I think it was Madison Beer. But I mean, anyway, Dan that's, has that's memorized different. every line from both of those interviews. So. <laughs> yeah, probably has. Mm. <laughs> okay. Like one of yeah. those uh, TikToks where he mouths the words back, but like he doesn't. Uh, yeah. He just knows it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, I guess to finish what I was saying, yeah, so we, we never do that. And I guess what's what's making it easy to do that is the time, like you're saying. It's kind of an, un, I mean, it is kind of unprecedented, like a really sad time. And whether you're sad or anxious about what's going on, it, it doesn't really matter because those feelings help you draw from other places in your life. And they make you remember things from your childhood that you, you were insecure about. And insecurities about your future so just being in this headspace is actually a really good spot to you know get emotion particularly like because you do have time to go for walks check out a new tv show watch a zach sang interview right you're soaking inspiration from every crevice of your life you know like come on yeah absolutely there's time well how do you take that quote and turn it into an entire song like what's the song about uh you mean like for wow i'm not crazy yeah I guess, okay, yeah, I guess the exact... Uh, I know that I sang that line so many times. Keep going. Right, yeah, the process of that was really just, wow, that's a great idea for a song. And then I literally think what came from it was, wow, I'm not crazy. Like, what's a, what's a fun way to say that? So that was step two. And then we were like, okay, let's get started with the song. And then I think very quickly it got to the point of someone's, you're, you're, you're a weird person and it's kind of a love song, and then you meet the girl or guy who says, you know, who is as weird as you, and you're realizing, wow, okay, I'm not as crazy as I thought, because you are kind of the same amount of crazy. Yeah. Totally. And then you yeah, fall so. in love. Is there going to be a turning out part three? Yeah, I think, right? there. We haven't written it, and we wrote it, I wrote a draft, and it wasn't quite right yet. It was a party banger, you know? <laughs> it was not a party <laughs> Whatever it is, it, like, it, I don't know if it would be the end of a trilogy. I don't know. And number three feels important, so... I think it would need to be even more emotionally cathartic than the first two. But so uh, my goal is, yes, I think it would be really good if I have the right thing to say. It would be really good. It's like waiting for the right you... time, right? Yeah, it wouldn't it. make sense to do it and just force it. Yeah. Well, time and, I guess, emotion, right? And you're in a different phase of life. And the person you wrote that song about isn't really around anymore. So there's a lot of connection points there. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the idea of turning out is such, for us, is such precious real estate. Like, I want the... You know, it, it get you get one for out al- one per album for us, and so I want it to mean something a lot. So, how far into a new album are we today? Um, I'm not sure. We, we've written how many songs have we written so far in this quarantine? Eight. eight, eight, yeah, eight, I guess, which is actually a lot for us because generally we do like a song a week, right? And that that's at best, you yeah. know, because you know a lot of artists we, we've seen interviews with they'll you know, they'll write a couple lines or like a quarter of a song and say, this isn't good, let's throw it away. We really see songs to through to the end. Yeah. Even if we think they're terrible in the middle, we say, you know, there's a chance, okay, that we'll come out of this good. Um, right. If we recognize there's like a little sliver, like we have a song called Beats on our last album where we rewrote Beats three times because we knew there was a little sliver. We knew, uh, you know, the idea of Beats by Dre paying for the song and the product placement commentary. We knew that was something special. Um, and uh, we just hadn't gotten it quite right yet. So we didn't want to just give up on the song. How many songs exist that you finish but then realize wasn't right for release? Um, probably a lot. I, I'd say we have a catalog of like 40 or... Oh, throughout all the Yeah, I guess years? that's yeah. not a lot. I guess other artists have like hundreds and hundreds. I guess for us, maybe we have about 40 or 50 or so. Probably, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I feel like you guys show me maybe four or five songs for each album that don't end up making the album. Right. Yeah. And then up. 10 to 12 do. Will yeah. you rework any of the songs that don't make it for other people or do you just let them die? 
Yeah, no, we, we will really try. <laughs> That's such a sad way to phrase it. Uh, no, uh, we'll, we'll definitely rework them. Um, I'm trying to think of, ex- I guess there are actually current examples that are happening right now that like yeah. stuff that didn't make it onto Neo Theater and stuff that we know is not going to make it onto this next one that we're, you know, reworking and pitching to other artists. That is in the works. What's the hardest part about pitching your songs that are so derived from your reality to other people? That's a really good question. We're probably, we probably wouldn't um, use any of the lyrics that we wrote for us. <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt that, uh, who, 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 who's a good... Uh, Camila C- Camila Cabello is going to want to say, you know, my rash came back yesterday. Like, like there, there's, no, there's no way that she's going to want to say that. So we're probably going to scrap that and do something that more like Camilla would say. Um, I mean, you don't but, know, uh, okay? I, I don't know. Fair. Maybe she's getting a little more avant-garde. Who knows? But <laughs> we definitely pride ourselves while we're writing an AJR song. Every step of the way, it's, would any other artist do this? No? Okay. And then we could check it off and move forward. So that's a double-edged sword. It's really cool when we get to make an album of all songs that nobody else would put out. But then when the songs that don't make it are like, okay, these are, you know, these are the ugly child that can't go to anybody else. That's so <laughs> what, what family were you raised in? Did mom and dad tell you that if you have an ugly child, you have to give it away? Like, that's <laughs> Uh, question your style because it's so impromptu maybe that's the wrong word but like you're very heavily inspired by what you see in that moment is it then hard to do sessions with other people because to to go in like with this goal and people have expectations and i I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah i I don't think we've ever, I guess only with like good friends, we've had successful sessions like Mags for one. He, I hear really there's a good. song coming. There is. Yes. That's pretty good. He, yeah. I guess he teased it. Uh, he teased it. So we can oh, say yeah. that we, we, we did collaborate for his new album for a song for him. But uh, I guess with sessions that aren't with friends or people that we know well, we've never really had a lot of success, you know, mm. because they, they don't really know who we are. And we're going to be really quick to suggest something kind of weird and honest and a little awkward to say so they're going to be very quick to uh, say no to it so it kind of helps when it's just us two we've had a chance to flush it out and then send it to them as a whole you know i've suggested so many lines in sessions that people are like really like i want to talk about my mom and dad divorce or any serious stuff or weird stuff you know see like in those moments like i don't know there's art in being vulnerable like is there a line that you love that somebody said no i'm trying to think (laughs) i mean there's a few Oh, yeah. I think I did suggest a, a, a mom. And I think the artist that we were working with did have divorced parents. And I think I want it was like a kind of like a sad love song. And I did want to relate it back to uh, I, I he or she or her, his or her parents. Um, and they were like, yeah, I, I don't think I should do that. And I was like, that's no, that's totally your call. But that totally would have brought out the emotion and what you're feeling. You know, yeah, you and then back. he would have he or she would have felt it while performing. I mean, there's right, a lot of sure. reasons yeah. why you, you show yourself in your art. Um, Daniel. Yeah, I saw. Oh, you go. What? I was going to watch Bang. Oh, of course I watched Bang. My question, my main question (laughs) for Bang was the music video shot in one take. Yeah, it is. Was that a challenge? It It, was. It it wasn't. Oh, (laughs) it's like you see 1917. Did you guys see that movie? I don't know if you just from this year or no. None of you thought. I got it. Okay, that that whole movie says it's shot in one take, but it but it wasn't really. It was just good cuts, and that's kind of what the the bang music video was. Ah. On each, you could see on each, you know, zoom in on bang, bang, bang. The editor did a really good job at you know cutting two shots. Ah. Yeah, yeah. But it still actually was a challenge because we had to at the start of every take. The director had to basically what they did. He did overlaid the last take over the current one, so we perfectly matched up to our, you know, our 
position. Yeah, our position's in the last take. Oh, wow. So it would look seamless. Bang, little, bang, bang. Little movie-making trick, yes. Whoa. Well, the, the, the question I had before that, Zach, oh, were you going to say something? No, you go. Uh, somebody tweeted or posted on Instagram that you guys figured out the direction of the concept of the next album, didn't you? Yes, that's true. Yeah, well, that's, that's super important to us. Uh, we're not really excited about an album until we you know, figure out the cohesive thing that, that connects every song. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to put out uh, an album of just songs. That's what we did with our first album with Living Room, where we were kind of searching for an identity a little bit. We were like, okay, maybe this, maybe this. And then after that, with The Click and with Neo Theater and with the next one, it's definitely, we're not going to put out, a, we're never going to put out a random group of songs. Um, and so we got really excited. We figured out kind of the, an expansion of the Neo Theater universe. And it's a little bit of a sequel to Neo Theater, but with like a totally different sonic uh, feeling. So yeah, we got very excited. We had to tell everybody. What, what is the process to figuring that out? Is it only from doing a certain amount of songs and then it presenting itself? Uh, it depends. I think with Neo Theater, we knew the idea before we went into the album. We knew, okay, we want to do something that feels like 1950s choir and orchestra, that feels like Technicolor, the invention of, you know, cinema kind of feeling. Um, and then we were able to, you know, make all the songs look back at that. Uh, with this album... We just went in because we, we hadn't really planned to make an album. And then all of a sudden this quarantine hit and we were like, oh, OK, let's go head first in. And so we a little bit uh, started walking off the cliff and ho hoped that we landed somewhere cool. And after making about, about five or six songs, we started to see the direction. Oh, this is what we have to say that we didn't say on Neo. There's more specifically, there's one of the, the, the aspects of the album that really stands out. It's a production. I can't I have to be vague, because, you know, but it's a it's a production aspect. And it's something really difficult and weird that we tried to achieve in Neo Theater, and we couldn't do it. Like, Ryan worked for hours, and it sounded terrible. And I guess a year and a half or two years passed, and he finally was able to do it. And once the album or group of songs come out, you'll know what I mean. And he'll be like, whoa, that sounds really cool. Yeah. But basically, it was just a lot of work getting good at, you know, his crap. I sent, this is kind of braggy, but I sent it to Jack the first time I made it. And Jack called me, and he was like, my jaw just dropped. Yeah, I, I just know it's a sound that I had never really heard before in music. Like, what changes in your skill set that allows you to figure this out? I don't know. Uh, it, it's not it's not more money because we're spending less money on this album than the last album. Uh, I think it's just uh, time put into something. That's like the, the biggest advice I could give producers. Nobody's first song is going to be any good. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. It just doing song after song just kind of makes you think it makes you get outside your comfort zone a little more and think oh what if i use this combination of plugins and ran this weird instrument through this effect um yeah just time putting in your ten thousand hours would you say that this next album is a second act a part of neo theater is it a pure extension does it get a new name does it get a oh yeah yeah well it's it's a totally new name it's 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 very much a new concept but we we still are kind of uh, enamored with this idea of neo theater this place where you go where you don't have to grow up and you don't have to learn life's lessons so in, in a way we kind of wanted to expand that uh, in, in terms of like what if what if you did grow up what what if you had to get to that point where you started learn became disillusioned and started learning these hard lessons and forgot a little bit of your childhood what what does that look like um and so in that way we, we expanded the universe from the stuff that i've heard it feels like the click to Neo Theater, to this new album. It feels like a trio of albums mm. that are meant to be listened to mm. in order. So like you say that you create a piece of work that's meant to be listened to start to finish. From the stuff that I've heard, I feel like it would make so much sense to listen to the click all the way through, 
then Neo Theater all the way through, and then this next piece of work all the way through. Oh, and it, it really tells a complete story with these three albums. Are you using, because the one thing you've been able to do really well is a beautiful evolution where albums sound connected, they don't sound separate, right? So, like, you know exactly who it is when it when you hear it with within the first, like, three seconds. Right. Do you, Are you using any sounds in different ways from Neo Theater in the songs yeah. that you're making now? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of literally when we sit down, that's our first step. It's how do we do exactly what you just said? How do we make sure that when people hear the song, the first song on the album, they know it's us, but it's also kind of different, right. you know? And so there are aspects from Neo Theater that we're pulling. That, like, Disney Choir is definitely finding its place on this new album. Yeah, in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. Now we're, like, we're four albums in. Now we're at the point where... It's, it's getting dangerous to start repeating ourselves. You know, like with, with, uh, with the click, when we first started writing about these weird topics, we used our inner circle of things that came to us right away. Oh, what about if we wrote a song about The Office and about, you know, our feelings on weed it, and, and, and about, uh, you know, our friends asking us to come hang out, but we're following our passions. It was all very, like, the first things that came to us. And then with Neo Theater, we, you know, tried not to repeat ourselves. So we got outside of our comfort zone a little more. And then with this, it's even harder. But in a way, it's cooler. We're mining our life even harder to get outside of our comfort zone and talk about things we've never talked about. But mining your life, is that a, is that a healthy thing to do? Because you're really having the ability to kind of like dissect every little thing, big or little, because you're looking for something, right? Does... Yeah, uh, I think it is a healthy thing to do. I, I, I think that it can really help you cope with things and it can, Understand. you know, bring you back to undigested ideas of, you know, some weird thing that happened to you five years ago that you never really digested and thought about writing a song about it can help you like really get in touch with those feelings and have closure with it. I think also this time right now, living in the time of the coronavirus has given a lot of people time to self-reflect and those things that they weren't necessarily thinking about because they were so busy day to day have now come to the surface. Mm. So a lot of people, whether they're writing, you know, a book or a movie or doing art or music, they get to kind of get in touch with those emotions that wouldn't necessarily be at the surface, but they are now because they have to sit alone and think about themselves and be in their own mind. Yeah, just them. Is love good or bad for creating art? Is being <laughs> um, love good or bad? It's another double-edged sword. It's uh, if you're writing a, a celebratory song about love it's amazing but on the other hand all of us at one point have been looking for love we can all relate to that but not all of us have experienced love before Hell yeah. so in a way it can be isolating and i, I found that it, it, it's interesting to to try to write something that's because you're really just writing about one person like how do you write a really specific honest song but also make it you 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 stay with me you know it, it's it starts to become very general and vague um, so it's interesting. It's, it's good and bad. But you also want your art to be reflective of your reality. So it is like a balance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, um, you have to find what's, uh, accessible and universal in your very specific situation. And that's what we try really hard to do. Daniel. The, the question I have is where does bang come into play with all of the last album and the new stuff? And where'd that come from? We, yeah. we originally wrote it to be, um, on, on Neo Theater. On Neo Theater Deluxe, yeah. yeah. Uh, because we, we had the beat while we were writing for Neo Theater. And at the time, it was it sounded very different. It, it sounded different. It sounded way less cool, I guess, than, 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 than you hear it now. A lot more evil. It was slower. It, it more 
so belonged in like a Disney movie where the villain came in, yeah. which was what, which was the feel that we wanted, but we didn't know how to make it feel current. So we just put that aside. And then we were on tour writing. We wanted to, you know, write and that beat came up again. And Ryan was like, why don't we just try to combine that with what's current now to add some trap drums and try to pick up the pace a little bit and try to get people's heads nodding. And that's kind of where the beat came from. And then when it came to let's go out with a bang, it was just such a fun, it's thing is one of the first things that came to us. It was such a fun thing to yeah. say. Yeah, it, 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 it was know. our um, sweet, sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. It, we, wanted a, we wanted just a tag that, you know, everybody can sing. And that kind of transformed the song into a big anthem kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we wrote that for Neo Theater Deluxe. Um, and then we just kind of realized, oh, this, this sounds a little more like the bridge between Neo Theater and what we're doing right now, where it's a little bit darker, a little more gravity to it. Um, so we decided, let's let's make this the first single of the next album. Why not? It's doing like super well at Alternative Radio. Let's just like keep riding off of it. Let's go out with a bang. Bingo. Hey, I appreciate the three of you very much. Were you about to say something, Dan? Well, Ryan, uh, Ryan, do you guys have a dog or you've been chewing on that bat? It's a little of both. Little of both. <laughs> they share it. <laughs> I take one end. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of a it's lady in the trap situation. <laughs> and they meet in the middle somehow. <laughs> um, no, we, we do have a dog. We have a we have a dog, and she is actually she's not here right now. Our our dad our dad took her to uh, to his place. But yeah, she's been she's been chewing on the end of this. We 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 stopped her at first, but then it was just like you can do whatever you want. It's a pandemic. <laughs> she runs the house. She kind of does. Yes. What have you guys been doing other than writing music while you've been like on lockdown? Um, things that we do, we cook a lot. I feel like everyone says it and it's very true. We've been cooking a lot. That's not something we used to do. You know, living in New York and I'm, I guess LA's, you know, similar the, the restaurants are, you know, right next to where you live. So it's so tempting to just go down and get food from there every night. But I discovered that Trader Joe's is so cheap. I had no idea how cheap frozen stuff was. Oh, yeah. there. And it's so good too. It's mm -hmm. so good. It's the only um, way I survived. Right, right. Yeah. So we've been, do I, I guess that's not really cooking. That's heating stuff up, but <laughs> We have, been, we have been learning other cooking. I've also been, what's really interesting about New York City is there's constant fights on the street during this time, oh, right nice. below my, my window. So about four or five times a day, I'll stick my head out and watch like cops or whatever, <laughs> literally in person. <laughs> there's two homeless people and nothing is about the pandemic. It's all, carrot is not a fruit. It's a vegetable. It literally, it's topics that have nothing to do with what's going on, you know, which is, which is makes it even more interesting. <laughs> Cooking. So those are the two things I do. <laughs> Fantastic. Real life cops. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, healthy, I think. Both. Yeah. Very healthy. Uh, are you eating at Chipotle still? Are you still using your card? Oh yeah, I kind I kind of have to. We have those cards that we get Chipotle every day free for a year, and I have to. So I, you know, I suit up and I go out, and then you, you know, I pour it into a into a bowl, and then I microwave it for a minute. Online, it said that it can kill the germs doing that. So it's 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 COVID friendly. <laughs> literally not a joke. I don't know why you're laughing. I think like literally nothing was a joke about it. Are you? Are you? What kind of? Do you have a? You suit up, so mask and everything. Oh, I put on. Point? I put on my mask and my gloves and my hazmat suit and my dog protects me. So, you all should yeah. be wearing masks. Masks are the new we do. shoes. There, there's a law in New York. You can't go out without one. You're gonna get stopped by the police. Here too, and then you know. Oh, yeah. Somebody's gonna stick their head out of your building and watch you fight with them. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, full circle, yeah, I'm baby. trying. I'm, I'm trying. Yep. I got to let you, you go. It. I appreciate the three of you very much. Thank of course. You, for you too, out. guys. Do we have like a, a date for the next? <laughs> Thanks, Adam, for your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a date for the next record? Uh, next album? I mean, obviously nothing, but I know there's going to be another song, maybe. There's 100%. There's definitely music coming out of the next 
couple of months, right? Yeah, a few months. Yeah, that's for sure. Probably, yeah. In the next month or so, we'll drop the next song. Yeah, we, we really, I, I really just want to put out songs when they're ready and when they're quality and they sound good. Uh, that's, that's number one for us. So I, I imagine we'll have a little bit of a trickle of songs over the next couple months leading up to the album. Beautiful. And obviously there was a tour in June that was scheduled with Quinn, sure Bobo Johnson, and Ash. No, that's, that's, the, that's the tour that's July. And I know it's confusing. We have two tours They're out all, of the same. Sorry. So Neo Theater Part 2 was May and June. That ended up getting rescheduled to the fall, of course. And now July and August is with uh, us, Quinn 92, Hobo Johnson, and Ash. And as of now, that's still on. Uh, so that's, that's basically what's going on. Cool. Thank you for the update. Yeah. Everybody needs to know. I appreciate the three of you very much. Of course. All you guys, thanks so much for talking. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.